Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Wake that ass up in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Album out this Friday, Tory Lanez. What's up, sir? How you doing? You tired, nigga? Nah, I'm tired. But I seen I'm, your tweet. But I'm, <laughs> I got I got to sleep in three hours. I have to do the Breakfast Club in the morning. Yeah, that shit was about three hours ago. I was at Starless. No, you was out. out I last think day. it's a tradition that every time I come here, I go to Starless. Starless the first, and they come here. So I just had to do that. What was happening at Starless last night? The regular shit. You know what I'm How saying? How much you spent last night in Starless? Nothing crazy. What's nothing crazy to Tory Lanez? Nothing like three thousand dollars and nothing. Right. Nothing crazy. This it was, was mad so- late. We was just, it was like literally thirty minutes left. I didn't even get to spend the money. Okay. Yeah. Now sorry for what? Now that, that your new album. First of all, are you are you signed to a major or are you independent or no, I'm independent, fully independent. Mm-hmm. Um one umbrella records, you know, we distribute through create, but for now. Mm-hmm. And that's how you want it. Yeah, for sure. I've always wanted to be independent and um, you know, be able to touch the money that the labels touch 
just being an independent artist. So yeah, one thousand percent. So you prefer the independency over everything? Of course. It's yeah. a lot more freedom. You could do whatever you want, drop whenever you, you want. You can't get canceled. You ain't got to worry about somebody telling you what yeah, to do or you know, uh, feeling. <laughs> you're, you're good. You're, you're able to just kind of move freely. And I think uh, just for me being such like an eclectic artist and an artist who's just like kind of all over the place musically, that's good for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? To be able to move and do what I want to do musically whenever I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Now let's start yeah. off with the title of the album. Sorry for what? What, what is the title expressing and talking about um i think uh for me you know I've, I've always been a very unapologetic person when it comes down to my craft and to the things that i enjoy and the things that i love and i feel like um when we was creating the album and creating the album title you know and listening to the music and how it sounds it sounds unapologetic but it also gives you that like resilience that 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 uh standing in the wind when it's blowing you know and and um, I feel like it's just about staying tall and, you know, staying true to you and, you know, being unapologetically yourself. So I called it Sorry For What. Now, recently, uh, you got into an alleged altercation with an R&B artist, August Alcina. Look, man, I'm, like I said, I'm here to just answer about the album. We seen yeah. the video. <laughs> I've been putting his hand out. And you know well, you is there an about. open investigation with the LAPD? Because I saw they said they were looking into it. Again, couldn't tell you. Don't know. But, you know, like I said, I'm here for the album and positivity. I know, you know, and don't get me wrong, I'm always here to answer all the mm-hmm. questions and stuff, but I'm really just here just preaching positivity today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything that's been going on in my life and the things that's been going on around me, I just try to keep positive, mm-hmm. you know? So no disrespect, but I'm just not here to talk about. Just one last now. question. Now, we seen that <laughs> you walked by each other and, and he put his hand out. Did y'all? Did you ever knew that y'all had a problem? Because I'm, I'm sure if y'all, if you knew there was a disagreement, you wouldn't put your hand out. No, I, I mean, just generally speaking, regardless, I, I don't have a problem with anybody. And I wrote for him before. This, this, we, you know, it's not, it's not one of those. Oh, so you pen stuff for for his projects and for stuff sure. like that. Well, for um, Meek and uh, August, the record they did, I did that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's probably why, because I guess he had an issue with the freestyle that you did talking about the situation. Again, and sometimes I, I like, I like, I like how we're doing this. But like I said, I'm here to talk about the album. I like where you guys you, are going. It's this. great. Do you ever have like, um, you know, you've been through a lot, like you said recently, yeah. and now you're trying to do all positivity. But do you ever feel like if there were people that were not in your corner then, are you forgiving of that as, you know, as time passes? The thing about it is, it's like I can never be upset about someone's opinion, you know, and um, when there's people who have opinions, it's like, whatever they thought at the time was just whatever they were feeling at the time. And I know that, you know, a lot of people's opinions have changed up and down about me. And, you know, it's not of me to, to be a judge or to be God or to be playing God's role in judging people. I forgive everybody. You know, I don't forget, but I forgive. So you could work with somebody who might have said something negative about of you. Of course. And then I'm not could... a, I'm about this money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about getting to the money. I'm about getting to the business. I don't hold negative feelings about anything anybody said about me. Like I said, I don't forget that you said it, but not to, you know, to not forgive you is just bitter. And I, I'm not a, you know, bitter-hearted person. During, during the, uh, I ain't say during that time, during this time, of course, you know, people took sides and nobody knows the truth and I'm sure we'll never know the truth until it comes out in court. Do you always, do you look who you work with depending on that? Like for instance, right? And I'm, I'm gonna bring up August, I'll, I'll say it, but not, not to do with you. But when the thing happened with August, 
everybody made jokes, right? Everybody talked about it. Everybody threw a line in the rap. Everybody threw, but it was the culture, right? Mm -hmm. Something happens to Angelique, something happens to me. Everybody's going to have jokes, of right? Of course. Something happened with you, everybody has jokes. But now when it gets down to it and it goes to that music-making process, how do you decide who you want to work with, who I'm not going to work with? Or is it just like, I don't care, it is what it is? I mean, yeah, like I said, like musically and business-wise, business, business -wise, like I'm, I'm about whatever makes sense, you know what I'm saying? And whatever feels like it's the thing that I should be doing. I don't discriminate per situation or, you know, whatever's going on. I just, I still reach out to everybody and, you know, some people will will be either ready to do it in the moment or some people won't or for whatever reason. And sometimes it's not even always the reason that you think. Sometimes it's other reasons, you know. Um, but, nah, I've, I've never, I've, 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 I, don't, I don't look at people like that. It's just kind of like, you know, if you want to make something and it makes sense and it's going to make us money and we can get to the business, let's get to the bag. Why not? Mm -hmm. you know? And I was also going to say when, when it came to it, you know, you had people picking sides or whatever and not knowing the real of what happened, right? And some of these people you were friends with, you know what I mean? Of course. How does that affect your relationship moving on when it comes to it? I mean, I feel like, at least in my my because personal, a lot of those people you've done things for before you of you know, course I wrote a lot of a lot of six songs records, like but done but lot. I will say this I will say this you know the way the way it's painted in the media you know they would have you thinking that like nobody fucks with me but like I I talk to everybody that I've spoke to before you know and even throughout this um, there was moments when it was a little bit more like crucial to go out in public and do certain things because. You know, and it wasn't that people had an issue with me. It's just people didn't want a backlash coming from something that, you know, they weren't involved in or whatever the case is. And I think that just for me, like, I've always been a guy that's been good at kind of uh, assessing the situation and mm -hmm. kind of seeing, like, you know, who moves a certain way. And like I said, it, it all falls down to this. It's like, I forgive, but I don't forget. Mm -hmm. So it's like, again, I can't base no situations off of how you moved in the past or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It, how, and how did you not fold, right? And everybody can say, oh, I'm not a fold. I'm strong. I'm, I'm going to stand 10 feet down. But that's that's bullshit when it comes no, to most things, right? <laughs> and the reason I say that is because, I mean, you know, they, you know, they, you know, tried to ban you DJs from playing your records. They tried to, and, I, and, and who knows who they is, but, you know, they tried to make sure that your record wasn't spinning on the radio. They tried to ban you from clubs mm -hmm. and venues and, you know, um, performances. So, so how do you not fold when all that's going into play? I mean... Because it was a time when <laughs> niggas was not fucking with Tory Lanez. They was not going to play the records yet, and it was that limited I mean, time. But you, you never I, buckled. I, I always kind of felt like the world didn't fuck with me before that. So it's like, you know, I've... I've I never... That has never affected me. Um, but I, I will take you into my world for a split second, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know you know when you do something fucked up... Well, before or, you do that, you can't say the world didn't fuck with you, right? Pandemic. Time. No, I don't mean I don't I don't the, like pandemic. Yeah, I don't you mean like something in the pandemic that the world fucked with. Of course, and of course, but that time. yeah, definitely. I mean, that was I. You know, that was a solid was like a two, three months. That okay. was which Kicks was which was amazing. Like you feel me? Um, but I'm just saying, like, just in the overall, like, um, you know, when like you have a day that something happens on the internet, and like you said, you know, a bunch of people will start making memes and laughing and da 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 da, and you feel like, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. Mm -hmm. You gotta understand, like I've I've learned to live over there, like a million people that are hating on you or whatever. Imagine that for two and a half, three years straight. It's like you get to a point where it's like it's kind of normal for me, like you know what I'm saying. And I know artists are always like, "Yo, I'm not 
you know, I'm not scared of the comments or I, I love my haters. I, 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 they see three, four, five, ten comments saying the same thing. You look at it and you're like, damn, like as an artist, I need to pay attention to whatever. It's like if you post a picture right now mm-hmm. and you got 2,000 comments, but 20 of those comments that are like back to back happen to be like, yo, Envy, your nose is big as shit, bro. Mm-hmm. You might look in the mirror and be like, yo, is my nose really, really big as shit? Let mm-hmm. me see. But <laughs> but over a period of time of a million people telling you this every single day, you start to be like, well, if my nose is big, so be it. I'm not tripping on that. You know, you start to accept whatever flaws that people are trying to pick and nitpick at you. And then it gets to this point where you really actually don't care about like the hatred or whatever the case is. I kind of live over here. I'm not allowed to, you know, live in that place where artists live, where it's like, yo, if I just keep doing something good and you know the people are just gonna love me and da 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 it's more so like whatever I'm doing niggas gonna hate it regardless but <laughs> I'm gonna keep on going mm-hmm. and my mindset is so tunnel vision on that that nothing really bothers me and I was you gonna know? ask you know with the with the new project and all your music do you feel like no matter how great the music is right how great the, the record you make how well it does it'll always get blocked out from the other stuff I mean for now while I'm in the situation that I'm in and you know for any artist again I bring you into my world Mm -hmm. you know the artist you get to be excited yes I made this shit like this shit is fire I made that shit it's like I'm making shit that's fire and knowing like yo this is not getting playlisted this is not going where you know it's like you could be like I made this fire but it'd be like but here's here's the difference right go ahead is that my my mind and my hustle and my drive is so deep and the people around me care so much about us just popping and getting our stuff done that I don't run into situations where it's like, well, damn, this is going to slow me down. Now I'm like, well, all that means is I just need to do double what the artist is doing. I need to do double the amount of volume to to reach what they're reaching because they're doing it through an algorithmic playlist. I'm getting these numbers now organically. So now what artists are getting from these editorial playlists, I'm actually touching organically. You got you to understand, like, I got uh, 16 point something million uh, monthly listeners on Spotify. When I'm looking at other artists, and I'm talking about, like, popping artists, when I'm looking at other artists, they don't have the same, it's not even like, it's like half of what I have, but it goes to show you that the volume, the dedication, the amount of times I'm going to keep striking, I'm not going to stop. And I'm going to keep making hot shit. I'm not a one-hit wonder. I'm someone who knows how to make music. So to me, it just gives me extra drive. It's like, all right, cool. I just got to work triple times the average artist, but that's never been an issue for me. It's like, no matter what you put in front of me, I'm lion-hearted. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Leo. Uh, my mom always told me I was a wolf. And she said, you know, wolves, we, we we fight in packs. And and at the end of the day, you know, a wolf's always going to bring it back home to the pack. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just kind of how I look at it. Like, it's a lot of people who depend on me, my family, my, my friends, you know, my team. And I always want to make sure that they know that through any, any weather, through anything, through any storm, I'm gonna bring it back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 what I kind of pride myself on. Is like I'm I'm gonna be resilient through anything. And yeah, 
<laughs> when you make when you make music, you got a question? Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you, you tweeted out that A Boogie was the only um, feature on the project, but he was also the only person you reached out to. Yeah, well, and, and my brother, my brother Yoko Gold, he was also the only feature on uh, Daystar, the the album that came out. But um, but yeah, they're the only two feature. And, and I I didn't even reach out to him. He was actually recording in a uh, studio that was like across from our studio, uh, one called Camp David, which I used to record all my records in. I still do some time time. But he was in there, and then he came inside the studio, and I hadn't seen this nigga in mad long. Like, I'm like, Matt, can I get some of this water? Yeah, you got that show. This nigga lips dry as shit. <laughs> um, but I hadn't seen the nigga in mad long, and when I seen him, it was just so refreshing because I hadn't heard, like, new music from him and stuff like that either in a while, and just seeing him, you know, he's like, you know, he had a tat on his face. He was like this new guy, like, you know what I'm saying? And... He was just so ready to work and it was so refreshing just to see somebody that in my times of working who's always been a partner with me like when we when we work um just to see him so motivated and just ready to go it was just like all right bet i'm i'm gonna do this one song with you i was gonna lead a project like how it was mm -hmm. but you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you on there and i'm gonna put my brother on there and then that's that's it like you know mm -hmm. i was gonna ask you know with 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 your music and your songs and i and the reason i'm asking is you know with, with artists now it seems like every judge, DA, prosecutor goes through their songs to try to connect something. Do you have to be careful what you write in your song because you're like, oh, they might try to use this to say this is concerning to this, especially for somebody that doesn't know our culture. Um, I don't really, I don't really say wild shit in my music like that. To that point, I'm, I'm more concerned about what I gotta say on Twitter. Like I gotta, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's another thing. I know, you know, time after time, there's. There's always a time when a story will come out about Tory Lanez. And then the narrative will be wild. Y'all gotta know, like, as much as I would like to, like, love to tell y'all niggas a narrative, I can't. I'm not allowed to. I'm in an open case. Until that's done, you're, there's gonna be a couple narratives that you're just not gonna get because I can't speak about them. So it's like, you know, why I don't, I don't play around or dance around those lines or try to play with those people over there. It's like, nah. So when you see the story, like you see some of these blogs and be like, well, Tori said this in the song. He must be concerning. He must be advising to this. You'd you be like, oh, here I go again. I'm going to get in trouble for something that I ain't even do. Well, well, nah. I just go, well, there's another story I can't talk about. <laughs> but I mean, like, all right. Whatever the narrative is that they're saying, I got to run with it. And I got to wait till there's a time when I can talk about it. So now that this album's coming out this Friday and you're kicked off the tour. I, hold on. I'm just joking. I want you to explain it now. <laughs> I, we're not going to get into this deep, but I was never on a tour. You did three dates. I did that was it. Two dates. Two dates. They called me for this for the third one, but we canceled. It wasn't enough money. I'm not being funny. I'm, I know I, the story. Right? And I, I love rock. You know what I'm saying? It's not one of those things like where I'm trying to disrespect or whatever the case is, but if we're just being like honest, I do real tours. Like I, I, I really sell tickets. Like for real, for real, by myself. So you did two shows. I wouldn't be on an R and B tour with a comedy thing. I just, I, I liked the way that they did it. I thought it was dope. Like yo, you do these two shows. I did it. I wasn't really contracted to do a tour. Yeah, and it was two songs each. Each. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be some Full set. Like nah, they could only afford two songs. I mean, like you gotta understand. Like, I, like if I'm gonna go for 30, 30 40 minutes. It's gonna cost somebody around 150 something like that. If it's a full set, 60 minutes, it's gonna cost you around two, two something. You're asking me for, you you got 40 grand for me. Like it's gonna get you two songs. So you did two songs. You <laughs> like it's two gonna, dates. You were you know, supposed to be on the third date, and you're not on that tour. You would. 
You weren't on no, there was no tour. I didn't even know that was a tour. I just thought it was a weekend that they were doing, you know, which which again, there's always a time when there's a narrative. And like I said, I gotta watch it and be like, ah. Even me like talking about it now, I'm not trying to wake nobody up and start something new mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I just be trying to stay out the way, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Are there, are there ways that you feel like you should move a little differently, being that every time something happens, like I saw the article in Madame Noir, it's like mute Tory Lanes after the August Alcina incident. But do you feel like, okay, you know, there's this like aggressive aura that people are saying this is how Tory Lanes is. And so being nah. that you have some open cases, there's though, no what are some things? There's no aggressive aura about me. There's aggressive narratives mm-hmm. that are never, that are only told by one side. But there's there's anybody who really knows me or seen me or is around me is like one of the most gentle, nicest people in the world. And and I say that just because like I'm a nigga who plays too much. Like I I'm always laughing, I'm always joking around. I don't I'm not a guy who's like just tough and terry. I never portray to be a gangster. I never portray to be a thug. I never portray to be any of those things. I stand on business and I stand on positivity, but I stand on what's right at the end of the day. The difference is, you know, in the last two, three years, is that it's not that Tory Lanez has gotten more aggressive. It's that stories come out and Tory Lanez can't explain himself no more. Mm-hmm. Tory Lanez is a very outspoken person. I'm very outspoken. I love, I, I'm always there to be like, nah, no, this is what happened, stop. I'm always there to be outspoken. I'm, you know, I'm an outspoken artist, but I'm not allowed to do certain things. Certain things correlate to this and that, and then people that don't need to be looking into this start looking into that and this, and, and then it turns into something, mm-hmm. you know? But again, like, it's not that, that Tory Lanez has gotten more aggressive, it's that the narrative has gotten more aggressive since other narratives have been aggressive about me, and it's like, let's just pile these on while I, he can't talk. I see you still got that Playboy earring on, so let me ask you I'm this. I'm still a Playboy, baby. Exactly. <laughs> but then you have a song on the album, Right, where it's called This Ain't Working. And I'm like, does Tory Lanez want to settle down and get married and have a bride? But then you have other songs where you're like... You've seen uh, your picture with some people out and about, too. <laughs> but then you have other songs where you're, you know, just being a, a guy running around doing him and uh, uh, fucking her and her friends and everybody else. So yeah, what does Tory Lanez yeah, really 30 want? 30 years old, like, can I not? Can, can, can I not? <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, it's... It's 20 songs on the album, so we get both of those things. Yeah, is you, that something that you struggle with within yourself? Like, on one hand, maybe I want to be... I don't know if I'm, like, super great with, like, commitment in relationships. Um, I've seen you in five pictures. Now, five pictures with the same person. It's starting to feel like it's almost a relationship. <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like you know, whatever. If, if you got your your opinion on whoever you're seeing me with but I mean like I'm just talking about in my real personal life like mm-hmm. I think that I have an issue sometimes with commitment I mean why is that I think it's hard to find somebody who matches my speed you know I'm a real like rock star and sometimes like the things that I do are just like really spontaneous and da 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 I don't think I found like you know my person that's like exactly like me you know what i'm saying and maybe it's not maybe i'm not supposed to be 
trying to find a person that's exactly like well, me or maybe supposed to be you're like climbing to the top rafters of the, the clubs performing anymore no so. i am oh boy oh i am <laughs> oh, boy. oh i am i just uh you know things 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 change i do I, I do look at you know certain things differently um just as i get older and i do see myself settling down though don't get it twisted like I'm, i don't feel like i'm gonna be a a bachelor playboy my my whole life or some wild shit like that i know i'm you know eventually gonna start getting up there and so my thing is is like i just want to find something that that's my speed and i think that you know um when it happens it'll happen who is this ain't working about then because you use a little lauren hill cadence on that x factor um a lot of the songs there's no there's there's not like a bunch of songs on here that are like all about the same person there's mm -hmm. I always draw from all of my exes anytime I talk about like toxic shit or whatever the case is or I always draw from like just things that I went through you know with girls or whatever the case is and so like it's no one specific that I'm talking about on that specific song. Would you define song. yourself as toxic when it comes to relationships? Nah, I'm not the toxic one. I, I, I don't ever feel... That's what I most feel, toxic guys say. You know what I feel like though? I feel like and and all people who've been in a relationship can can relate to this in some sort of way. I feel like I have a problem with trying to fix people. And then I end up in some toxic shit, like for trying to fix this person, like, you know what I'm saying? Or trying to be with a person that it's like, you know what, I know that they just they just don't get it because someone never really told them the right way. I, I I'm one of those people, and then I realize, yo, I'm in some wild shit. Like, like give me give me an like, example you know of saying? how you would want to fix somebody. No, I just like, feel like I feel like sometimes when I meet people who uh, don't have enough lo love in their life or they just like lonely or like super like uh, not confident like I, I hate when I meet a beautiful girl who's not confident it makes me just want to be like yo let me just take you out of the town and just show you who you are like you know what I'm saying but, but, then, it, it, but then you wind up hurting them all because you take them out on the town they fall in love with the guy but you're not ready to settle down nah but you know what I think it is it's, it's I think in the process of of uh, me trying to give that extra arm of support and love or whatever it is that a lot of times people are not ready for it mm -hmm. and it's like the reaction to it because it's something that they never got sometimes is is like you know it's like a shock to them or something like that like you know what i'm saying well, yeah because usually that stems from somewhere and if you can't work on that and someone's just trying to say here this is what you deserve this is what you need but you still don't feel that because of whatever yeah happened, I've, I've, there's no um, way you can accept that like i'm a uh what, what what's the word the empath where you feel yeah, you like whatever like when i when i when i talk to people and this could just be regular people too like even if i see a bum on the street or if i see a homeless person on the street or something like that and they tell me yo um yo I'm really they've genuinely give me a story that's like and I just be like damn like I really feel for that person and I think that that be my problem in relationships is that sometimes I've, I I feel too deep into people's like past and I want to help them change they you know they outlook but it's like that's some some things are just not of you that they're for mm -hmm. you know other people to, to kind of get over themselves you know what I'm saying and for, for other people to go through themselves mm -hmm. do you feel like you're underrated or you don't get the uh, amount of love and respect that you should as a, as an artist um, I think, I think people would say I'm underrated. I rate myself, I rate myself ten out of ten. As you should, you know. And I think that at the end of the day, as long as I feel that way, the realization of the world will come. There was a time when, uh, you know, I didn't think that I was rated enough to be on the Breakfast Club, or I didn't think that I was popping enough to be here. You've been there like four but, times, sorry. I'm saying there was a time, 
mm-hmm. before my first interview here, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I used to be watching this like, yo, when I get to that point, I'll be popping enough to do X, Y, Z. But if if I ever stuck on that thought, I would have never got here. So um, just the thought of like being underrated to me is not a real thing to me. I'm I I, I want to denounce that away from me. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. not underrated. You know, my time is gonna come when it comes, and that's just it. Gotcha. You, you know. Now, when the baby did a song with you uh, years ago, you know, people got mad at the baby for doing the song. Mm-hmm. Then he released the song, uh, the Boogeyman, recently, and now, you know, everybody hates the baby again. What was your thoughts when he releases music and he talks about his life? Because do, people do it all the time. Everybody hates the baby. Well, they're upset with him for people, a record he released. See, and be messy today. Uh, like, I'm just asking some questions. <laughs> that's all. I don't think everybody hates the baby. Mm-hmm. I, I I think um I think again that's the way that they paint things, and I think that. You know, you got to realize that there's people out here that spend money to push narratives into your face and make you feel a certain way. If I spend $10,000 on a post and I'm a major label or if I'm a major corporation and I spend $100,000 on a post, that's like, yo, this guy is wrong. Over a period of time, you're going to be brainwashed. You keep seeing that shit. You're going to think, like you said, well, everybody hates this guy. Everybody doesn't hate that guy. Everybody doesn't hate whatever person they're saying. I feel like when you go outside into the world and you see how people react with you, there's a big difference between the internet and people. And like, there's a ratio thing that I always do. And I think that the world needs to do when you start thinking that everybody hates somebody. You need to look at the ratio of the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of artists, you'll get maybe Let's say, let's look at the artist like the baby, since mm-hmm. you brought him up, right? Yep. I see he'll post a picture, get, say, like maybe 500,000 likes on something. And let's say it's one of those days where, like you're saying, someone's upset at him. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of comments are in his comments. He'll probably have like 3,000, 6,000 comments. Maybe 1,000 of those or 500 of those are like, yo, fuck you, da 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 whatever they're saying. But then when you look at the ratio, it's like, yo, 500,000 people like this picture. Right, true. 1,000 of them niggas is talking shit. Who really is greater? That's why it's like I don't, mm-hmm. I can't go off of, yo, everyone's saying that. No, everyone's not saying that. A couple of comments that you've seen are saying that. Gotcha. Go out into the world. It's a big place. Now, aside from music, what are some other things that you are uh, dipping your finances into? Um, man, uh, I don't want to fully say it, but I am definitely in the medical field now in a major way. And I think in a, in a major way that's going to affect our culture and our community, mm-hmm. um, just for years upon years and generations after this. Um, how did that happen? <laughs> I, uh, when I was in this situation that I was in, I started looking at things like, you know, if they were to ever be able to take this from me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just in case, you know what I'm saying? Just in case, let me make sure, you know, I'm being smart, I'm being an entrepreneur. And it woke up this energy in me that Mm -hmm. I've I've never, I've never experienced before. Um, I think one of the greatest things that I did, you know, we own, I own Taboo with with Corey Todd. and Shamara Todd from uh, Jamaica. I don't know if you guys ever been to Taboo in Jamaica, Mm-mm. but it's like, you know, the biggest club in Jamaica. There's three of them uh, in the West Indies. 
and then we got two of them in Miami. So the oh, two you in Miami. Are you about Taboo on the Yeah, album. yeah, for sure. For oh, sure, that's okay. the hottest club in Miami. I'm not even saying that because we're, I'm here. I, I promise you, like, no, you know what I'm saying? Tell me you come all the time. You it's literally. For a little bit. You chill for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and you know me. I'm not going anywhere mm-hmm. doing it, but the vibe is just so great. Mm-hmm. Um, best, best food in the city past 11 o'clock. There's nothing to eat out there, like, mm-hmm. after, after a certain period of time. So it's like you got to depend on which mm-hmm. club's going to be right for you. We got the best food in the city, and there's two of them. So there's Taboo Miami and Taboo 826. Um, and I own both of those with Corey and Shamara, so um, that's another thing that we were doing. It's just a, it's a lot of little different, like little business plays and stuff like that. But ultimately, you know, I care about the music. That's my first love, and mm-hmm. you know, the most important thing to me. So, you know, I'm always on that. Oh, also, I'm doing this TV show too. Okay. I've been I've been shooting this TV show. What's it about? Um, it's actually based off this song that I had. Uh, called Pieces and it's like a story about a girl who got raped by her uncle mm-hmm. and um, she turns into the, to like the street and like a lot of, it's just like a lot of different stories that kind of come into one as like different pieces of the story but um, I just wanted to be able to do something that was dope and show off my acting skills because you know I got tired of like not getting the roles mm-hmm. for some of these big films like I would be like Auditioning for Will you audition? Yeah, I what's, was. What's the biggest? What's the biggest role you auditioned? Nah, for? I was auditioning for big stuff. I did the. Uh, I I almost got the role for um, the, what was it King Richard, the Will the Will Smith movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what part? For the for the I was supposed to be the 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 aggressor, the dude who got shot up at the corner store. Okay, oh, okay. they had me read for his parts, and um, every time I've done it, like a uh, power, mm-hmm. I was supposed to uh, I was supposed to do uh, Joey Badass part. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he uh, does an amazing job in that. He, role. No, he does. Mm-hmm. He does an incredible job. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, but like that type of character, every time I've always like read, I've I've always get, I've always gotten called like multiple times. You might times need to play back. a nice guy or something to change this whole narrative. You might have. I to mean, be, artist, <laughs> a art. cop maybe, maybe. Nah, art is art. You know to what go, I'm saying? To go in there because it's like you're accomplished. No, now, now you're going in front no. of people. And and you know I look at Tory Lanez. You I know? look at things that that exact way. I'm not Tory Lanez. I don't expect no special treatment. But because of that, I always had incredible self tapes, mm-hmm. like incredible. They they brought me back for that part about three times. Don't get it twisted. Which one, the uh, power one? Yeah, they brought you know, me back. They made me talk to the main lady, and like you know what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, <laughs> like I said, I feel like my time will my time will come. You gonna see me on screen and be like, yo, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> he could have played that role too, mm-hmm. but my thing is, is like you know, like I said, like the time will come, and 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 like everything that I never got, I always just taught myself how to do. Mm-hmm. Like when they told me, oh, I, I, you, I'm not singing on your song because you're not a big enough rapper. I taught myself how to sing. I mm-hmm. sucked at singing before. I taught myself how to sing. When a video guy wouldn't shoot my videos, I taught myself how to shoot. I taught myself how to edit. When a producer wouldn't produce my music, I taught myself how to produce on Fruity Loops. When they wouldn't record me, I bought Pro Tools and learned it myself. So when they told me I'm not going to get the role for these Will Smith movies and these da-da-da-das, I'm going to do it myself. Okay. So now I'm on, you know, I'm on set playing five jobs, being director, editor, and, and, and actor. Mm-hmm. But the hard work is going to pay off because... At the end of the day, I believe in myself, bro, and so I believe in anybody around me. You know what I'm saying? So you're already filming this. You've yes. already started. Yes, okay. I got nine minutes of it. I'll show it to you when we get off the. You know what and I'm saying? And would you want to sign a major label deal if somebody came at you, or are you feeling like you're making too much? I know you've said that, nah. but have things changed? Somebody might come at you with some type of partnership. I remember they offered you a, a wild check a couple of years ago. 
They no. offered me a, a wild check, but y'all gotta understand, while everybody was saying, uh, was saying like, yo, he's who's gonna sign him and who's gonna yeah, I gotta understand that year, what was that, two thousand that was twenty one, it was twenty or twenty one, twenty twenty or it was the end of twenty twenty. I signed probably the biggest deal that year, like as far as just distribution and on a distribution independent arm. Mm -hmm. Like shit that no one's seen. My shit my shit was eighteen point seven million dollars that I signed for twenty two months of distribution. Not of major label obligations mm -hmm. of distribution. I don't need to so play like this game with y'all. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I, I don't need to I don't need to play this game with y'all because I'm silently gonna do what I do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I'm never like, yo, um, let me break down a gem for y'all real quick. Go. And for any artist, they they really need to hear this off this show, right? Mm -hmm. Look at this. When I was with Interscope, right? And I want artists to really pay attention to this. Mm -hmm. When I was with Interscope, and we made music. Let's say I didn't drop music for a solid year, a year and a half. Tory Lanez, solidly, or whatever it is, made sure that his streams were about th three million streams, like with all the music, three mm -hmm. million streams a day. Off one million streams, an artist gets five to six thousand dollars every Friday, or every other Friday, mm -hmm. right? So that means. That when I wasn't dropping shit and I was at home, some label was sitting on their ass collecting $15,000 a day off of Tory Lane's music. Mm -hmm. But that music, if it was made by me, then I would be sitting at home scratching my ass fucking making $15,000 a day. If I'm popping and I'm making songs, then it's I'm probably going to do around like seven million streams six million streams a day right mm -hmm. just with all my music in general mm -hmm. let's just let's call it five million streams let's just say that just make it easy right that means that someone's making 25 you know thousand dollars a day off of my music so in four days they made a hundred grand <laughs> like mm -hmm. guys let's do the numbers guys like how how long are we gonna let this shit just rape us like it do you think, though, without Interscope, you wouldn't be as um, popular as you are? Because sometimes people First of all, most, I want to let y'all know this. I love Interscope for everything that they did for me. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, they are the people who take the chance. But I want y'all to know something right here, right? It's that that moment when a label comes to sign you, that you're usually really popping. You're popping enough that people are looking at you and they're probably starting to kind of pay you for things. And they get you at that point, mm -hmm. and usually artists sign for four to five albums. And when you sign for those four to five albums, by the third album, we don't want to really hear you no more because we heard everything that you got to give. It's very rare for artists to be able to get out of that situation in the first place. But then to get out of the situation and still be relevant enough to go independent, you're never going to have it. So all of your best songs are made during that period of time. Mm -hmm. All of the, our favorite artists' best songs are made during, like, unless you're, like, you know, the Drakes and the people who really went on longer. But, like, a lot of our favorite artists who didn't, like, go far, 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 but they're like, you know, I just love that album or I love that artist. Their best songs came out in the majority of time that they were with the label. So all that money of all that creative stuff that you're doing, it just went straight to a label. Now, at that point when you're about to sign, 
you're popping enough to just keep going. It's mm-hmm. just you just got to learn how to use everything that the label uses. The label doesn't hire people that they employ or whatever the case is. They outsource people that you can employ. Right. Right. And once you learn that, it, like the world is yours. But so I guess some people might be in financial situations where they're not. But like you said, if you're popping enough, then you should have money you're, coming in. You're in a you're in a financial situation because mm-hmm. you're not independent. Right. All of that money, it doesn't matter. Now, when I break it down, and I'm saying you're a million dollars a day or a million plays a day is this much money, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that Johnny over there from the Bronx is gonna make that. Maybe he mm-hmm. might get fifty thousand plays, but that's gonna equivalent to whatever it equivalates to, and he's gonna get that every Friday. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna come to his pocket every Friday. It's gonna land in his bank account faithfully like a job and all all Johnny from the Bronx has to do is keep dropping music and it's going to keep stacking. Mm-hmm. So why would you not save your best songs and your best stuff for that moment for yourself? In that moment you're going to make all that money. It's just that artists don't understand how much money there is out here. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's like, you know, I've always been one to 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 kind of take those steps for people like, you know, um it's times that I can't do certain things and I'm not able to do certain things and I got to call on people that you know, what helped me do certain things and help certain things. Shout out to my Uncle Speedy, too, you know what I'm saying? That's my dog. He's helped me through a lot of this and just this independent route and taking it there. But, like, you know, anything that you can't do, you can learn how to do. And if mm-hmm. there is somebody who can help you do it, you can outsource them and pay them the same money that the label is paying. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not really expensive. And then think about it. You're an artist. This is for artists signed to the label. You're mm-hmm. an artist. You're already signed to the label. You're going, you're doing shows, you're getting money. Start looking at your money and realizing, like, fuck me buying this chain right now. If I take this $100,000 and I put this into this department, this department, this department, and find out who these niggas are hiring, the guy in the digital department doesn't cost twenty grand. He costs $3,000 to do whatever it is that he's talking about. The guy on TV costs $7,000. The guy on, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it's things you can put your money into that's going to really change your life. That's and true. as an artist, you got the money to do it, so do it. Sorry for what? Are you good at apologizing? If I have to, yeah. And I know when I when I need to apologize. I'm not a dickhead. I'm not somebody who, you know, can't apologize or, like, doesn't know when he's wrong. Like, you know, I know when I be wrong. And, and when I'm wrong, I can take up for it, for sure. And I got to ask this. How's your hair holding up? I was going to say, you got to apologize to our camera guy. You threatened us I do apologize to you. You know what I'm saying? He got the crazy one. Like, yo. But I, cause I was so sincere when I was telling him, like, yo, you come over that camera. <laughs> nah, but but all up. Nah, but it's it's good. Um I'm actually, you know what's crazy, Angela? Like, I'm trying something brand new right now. And it's it's not into full form for like formatation, but <laughs> it's not in full form. <laughs> but for a long time, guys, right? We've always been like, yo, Tori, the guy, what da 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 da. Right. Hey, the guy with the with the hair and the da 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 da. For a long time, I've been dealing with these things, but I've been dealing with them for a reason. <laughs> because me, I am gonna be what is like the messiah of black people and colored people getting their hair back. <laughs> so is this the medical this thing out. you're nah, working on? Me, just feel me I for really a second, you take, you take bro. Your hat can y'all off. feel me? But you're not it's, ready to take that. My hat. I'm not in a good hair day right, right now. Right. I still need to brush my. I woke up and just came here. All right, all right. But look, check this out. I'm gonna grow my hair, right? I promise you. But I'm doing it with a product that I've created. Like, you know what I'm saying? I went, I talked to the African ladies, the Haitian ladies, the, African ladies. the Dominican ladies, <laughs> okay. everything. And, I, and, I, and I've and i learned that all of the things for your hair 
that you need like naturally for your hair to grow are in the earth. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's really just a concoction that you create in order for, you know, for an elixir for your hair or for things that need to grow. Mm-hmm. I promise y'all, I don't know the name for it yet. It's a game changer. But I promise you guys, I'm coming back with the uh with the with the with the cream in the in the stuff that's gonna make your <laughs> okay. hair come back. And it's gonna be you're gonna know it's authentic because y'all seen y'all seen the patch head. Y'all seen the shit okay. that I had to go through, you feel me? Right. And you, it'd be good for our edges too. I know you like the edges, with everything. Edges. That's the whole thing. It you gotta it works for Charlemagne, I'll believe it. <laughs> it's gonna work for Charlemagne. And that's that's insane. Because he's tried everything. Yeah, he tried everything. He got like the Robocop. I got him. Here, like the George nah, Jefferson. I got him. Okay. I got him. And you know what else is crazy? That that's another thing I wanted to say on the medical side. Um the doctor that did that did my hair originally and showed me like you know yo you can do hair restoration and stuff like that i'm actually going to team up with him and we're going to bring hair restoration down to miami to the medical stuff that i was telling you about okay, okay. um so yeah so i'll be like one of the first uh hip hop artists to bring hair restoration like in real reality like mm-hmm. with the machines and the doctors and and actually, yeah, like help people really get their edges back without their cream and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Oh, the cream man. will be secondary. You feel this me? This is a game changer for a lot of you guys I'm out here. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. It's like a BBL for men. Like <laughs> Shut up, man. Sorry for what is out tomorrow. Which one to play? Which one to get into? Um, I don't even know. Just GPS play whatever you want. Which one to get into? Uh, whatever you want. Play the A Boogie one. The one bro call with A Boogie. Okay, well, let's get into it right now. It's Tory Lanez. We appreciate you for joining us. The album's out tomorrow. Thank you, brother. All love. Thank y'all. And it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. 
Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to a Cross Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.